Yeah. Just trying to imagine what it's going to look like when you let it go. I think yeah. when when someone comes in for a tattoo, obviously it's a it's a huge commitment on their part. I try to be absolutely present for every tattoo, and that and that's a trick. You know, I tell a lot of these younger tattooers, well, it's like in anything, lasting is the is the trick. You know, because I've done I don't you know I've done hundreds of thousands of tattoos. Don Ed Hardy is one of America's premier tattoo artists sought out by clients from around the world. He was one of the first to cross the border between Western-style tattooing, with its isolated emblems and icons, and Japanese-style tattooing, which can cover much of the torso with a single integrated design. After practicing his work alongside tattoo masters in Japan, he returned to San Francisco's North Beach neighborhood to open Tattoo City. Decades later, the now-famous San Francisco landmark is still an epicenter of the tattoo scene. The permanence of it attracted me, and the fact that you had to, that it was like a high-wire act, like you had to get it right, you had to do it right the first time. I think skin is, is probably the most complex medium that I've ever tried to work with. And the varieties of skin, even on one person's body, of you know, as you travel on a section of arm, there's different nuances to it. The way the muscles are underneath, the proximity of the bone to the surface. Skin's definitely a, it's a crazy medium, and the touch you have to develop with it is becomes very subtle if you're going to get good at tattooing. I first got interested in tattooing when I was 10 years old, so we, you know, started doing these like drawn tattoo designs and set up a little toy tattoo shop in my mom's house, and we're doing things with colored pencil, you know, water-soluble colored pencils on neighborhood kids. I think I was initially drawn to it, just the power of the images. They were like microcosms of all this human emotion, you know, sex and death and humor and, you know, beauty and all these things. It was, it was really powerful stuff, very emblematic. Move or anything in this, I mean, you can see this stuff, like this stuff on my arms. That was done in, 1967, right? So it's almost 40 years old. And then I did these waves on there in 73, 74, so that's 30 years old. They held pretty good, you know. This was done by hand in Japan. That was done with like hand tools with needles on the end of a bamboo stick. So, you know, the pigments hold pretty good. My son did that tattoo. It's one of my favorite ones on my 50th birthday. My son's a tattoo artist. A lot of the stuff I do is very iconic because I'm very interested in, in power figures and and uh, sacred figures, if you will, in a lot of cultures. Um, I think a lot of tattoos are, are essentially amuletic for people, whether they realize it or not, whether your amulet is Wile E. Coyote or the Virgin Mary. You know, it's kind of a, it, it's like a, it's a protectorate thing. It's an apotropaic thing, you know, to keep, keep the bad stuff off and give you power. It's incredible. Yeah. One step closer to having the whole thing done. Yeah. yeah. The Art Institute was great. I was able to come up here um, in 1963 as a freshman and um, was never much of a painter at that period. I was more a graphic artist. I wanted to become a printmaking major, which I did. And I studied a lot of print history. I've always liked the sense of being involved with the craft of 
of some form of art making that has difficulty to it and has a lineage and that you feel that you're part of a continuum. I actually was awarded a full scholarship assistantship and all that at Yale and I was going to um, get my uh, graduate degree there, MFA degree, and start teaching printmaking. And then I decided to take this plunge into tattooing and, um, and kind of leave all that behind. After years of working almost exclusively as a tattoo artist, the financial success of Tattoo City has finally enabled Hardy to step back and immerse himself in other artistic passions. For 20 years, I, I just tattooed. Somehow, every year, I'd actually say to my wife, the big New Year's resolution, this year I'm gonna take a little time and make some art for myself, you know. I had not done any of what I call therapy art, you know, the private stuff in your studio at home with no intention of other than just doing it for its own sake. Now lately I've been on this synthetic paper that I got turned on to when I did a, a project in the millennium in 2000. I did a 500 foot long painting that's 2,000 square feet of 2,000 dragons to, to mark the millennium and the fact that it was a dragon year. I got the idea for it in 1976, that was a dragon year. I thought about it for 24 years and then I, I did this thing over a period of about um, seven months. And that was a real freeing up because it was larger than I'd ever worked. It was much freer. I was throwing a lot of paint around and had a whole lot of gestural or I guess things you could call that relate to the whole abstract expressionist thing um, which I'm, I'm very keen on and that it opened me up and it really it freed me physically in a lot of ways to work bigger and do brush gestures using your whole body and certainly your whole arm as opposed to with a tattoo or if you're etching and you're using you know a few finger joints. When Hardy's career began more than 40 years ago, tattooing in America was a fringe art associated with drunken sailors. Partly due to Hardy's influence and artistry, the scene has blossomed into an established industry supporting thousands of individuals. The artistry has risen, you know, there's this incredible amount of work being done. When I started tattooing, there were about 500 tattooers in, in North America, I think. And there's probably, I don't know, 50,000 now or something like that. And, and it's on an international level. It's this kind of insane renaissance of it all over the world. Some of it is in cultures that lost their tradition of tattooing, like a lot of the Pacific Island people now are picking up again on their tattoo tradition. A lot of young people now that are getting blanketed with tattoos, and let's get our tattoo down to the fingernails and up to the chin. You know, like people must accept me for who I am. That's a nice thought, but it's not going to happen. I never got tattoos on my hands, and uh, and I always like to be able to run 
what I'd call like a stock look, you know, it's like a car that's got a hot rod engine in it, but it looks like a stock car, you know. I'm still having a tremendous amount of fun with it. It still gets me completely giddy. And the kind of the feedback with tattooing too, in terms of working on people, both with other tattooers and then with the people, you do get really hooked on the human energy of it. It's a, it's a fantastic jolt, you know, that's, that's very, very direct. The best metaphor that I can make about my own artistic development and my own life all the way around is it's like a tornado. I, I don't think, man, I'm stuck here. I'm two blocks from where I went to art school. I was 10 years old, I was drawing tattoos on. I'm still drawing tattoos on. Instead, it's been this sort of amazing thing. And it's like I can see back down the tornado. I'm riding this thing. But really, the artwork and, and my creative track has been a thing that just continually, it's like it keeps circling back around itself, but you're at, a, you're at a slightly different place. You're bringing a different knowledge to it. And I find that really, really exciting. Yeah.